Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today in our study of 1 John, we find ourselves in chapter 2, verse 21. Today we see the truthfulness of God's word. So 1 John 2, 21 reads, I write to you, not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth. So I see three key points in this passage, and I'd like to share them with you. So first we see that God's word is the truth. All of God's words are pure and true. We see this time and time again in scripture. So I'm going to give you some verse references. If you want to look these up on your own, you can. And they are as follows. Numbers 23, 2 Samuel 7, 28. Psalm 12, 6. 1, 19, 86. Verse 96 as well. Proverbs 35. Matthew 24, 35. John 17, 17. 2 Timothy 3.16, Titus 1.2, and Hebrews 6.18. Those verses show us about the truthfulness of God's word and the purity and the usefulness of them. So, the truthfulness of God's word is a doctrine that's stated throughout Scripture, and it is something that we cannot neglect. Because especially when God goes over something a lot of times, it is vitally, vitally important that we know it. So we have to shore up our understanding of the truthfulness of God's word. So we are expected as believers to know God's word. John says, I write to you because you know it, it being the truth. So we must absorb ourselves in scripture, pouring in time to the Bible. We have to discipline ourselves to read often. It's not easy, especially the first time you start reading the Bible consistently on a day-to-day basis. It's not easy. It's a new habit that you have to build. However, when we keep on working that, and when we remember the benefits of doing it, then we can build that habit. And so we must also not focus on just the parts we like or think are easy to understand. That is a very easy habit to have, where you focus on um, passages of Scripture that you like or that are easy to understand. Going through the highlights of the Bible, like the really popular verses, that's good. However, you also need to understand the whole Bible, because you can't get a whole understanding of God through just parts of the Bible. All parts of the Bible are true, but they work together to help us understand God even better. So it's not good if we just focus on sections of it. We have to understand God as fully as we can here on earth. So we can do that best by understanding and having a view of the whole of Scripture, not just parts. So whole Bible reading plans help in this, um, whether that be through a three-year through the whole Bible, one year through the whole Bible. Those plans are very, very helpful in this because you're probably not going to want to open up to the beginning of First Chronicles, which is like 10 chapters of genealogies. That's not what we tend to do. Or it might be first nine chapters, but it's a lot of genealogies, that's for sure. (laughs) However, we have to read that as well as the verses that we like, like Psalm 23, because God gave us both of those. They are both God's word. Now, obviously, we as humans will probably find a lot more fun and a lot more meaning out of certain passages than others, and that's okay. However, they are both completely true and they both deserve our time. 
So, and just remember, you don't have to wait for the start of the new year to start a Bible reading plan. Like, a lot of times we think, okay, I'm going to do a Bible reading plan in a year, but I have to wait till, in this case, 2021. No, you have, you can start whenever. It's not like it doesn't count if you start midway through the year. So, the second point that I have is there is no lie in God's word. We see that in the end of this verse, um, 1 John 2.21, it says, No lie is of the truth. So we have a world full of lies around us, and that is not hard to see. I like the saying, Abraham Lincoln once said, You can trust everything you see on the internet. That just really summarizes the world we live in, you know? However, when we read a promise in Scripture, we can trust it fully. So we also have to view promises in Scripture with as much certainty and surety as if they already happened. Like some prophecies in the Bible talk about the events that were in the future in the past tense because they knew it was true. So we must never shy away from any part of scripture because it's all true. So we may have fears of like, oh, I don't want to go there in case like maybe it's not true. We cannot have that fear. Because we may not understand a verse at first, but we have to remember that it is true. We have to remember that even if that verse doesn't agree with our presuppositions, it is true. And that means sometimes we have to change what we thought was true before we read that verse. And that is hard, but that's what we have to do. And so the third point I have is that we must let God's word be the foundation of our worldview. So a worldview is pretty self-explanatory. It is the presuppositions we have that change how we view the world, worldview. Since God's word is all true, we can know absolute truths. That's something we have to know. God's word is absolutely true, thus it is. it has absolute truths. So we must let God's word shape our reasoning as well. John expects us to use reasoning because his letter gives us signs of our salvation. He didn't say like, oh, such and such person, you were saved. Because then we wouldn't have to have reasoning because there it is. It's right there, written in, le- written in black ink. No, he gives us signs and he expects us to use our reasoning to say, oh, okay, that applies to me. I believe in Jesus for my salvation. I know I'm saved because I believe in Jesus. I put my trust in him alone for my salvation. So I'm using my reasoning to understand that I am saved. I know Daniel Nelson is saved because I believe in Jesus alone. And so you too can see if you are saved through reasoning. And that's a big theme of 1 John. And we can use that with other aspects of our life too, using Reasoning where scripture isn't explicit, like scripture doesn't explicitly talk about abortion because abortion wasn't big then. However, we can use scripture and use reasoning. We can look at passages such as you shall not murder. And we can look at passages that talk about how God treasures people from conception, how he knits together people in the womb. And we can use reasoning to realize, oh, you know, That means that all people at the moment of conception are people. They're humans, and they should be treated as such. And when we kill them, that is murder. And so that is how we use our reasoning to understand 
ethics. And so just to summarize, I encourage you, pour time into God's word and use it to view the world around you. Use God's word to shape how you think, shape your reasoning. And remember that sometimes your presuppositions coming into scripture will have to change when you view something that doesn't agree with your presupposition. Remember, scripture is always right. It is always true. So if there's a conflict between what you think and what the Bible thinks, always choose what the Bible thinks. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com. Daniel.